expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. Taipei is one of the least affordable real estate markets in the world, and with the price of housing continuing to soar out of the reach of more and more people, more than 100 real estate experts are now forming a group called the Housing Reform Alliance to call on the government to find a solution. With pressure mounting, the Ministry of Finance and the Taipei City government recently reached an agreement to act on a set of tax reforms and policy measures that they say would curb the speculation that has led to price increases. They're also discussing ways to make more housing available. However, even the government acknowledges that any solution that depends on passing tax reforms will face an uphill battle. Today on Taiwan Talk, we're joined by one of the experts who signed on to the housing reform effort. Chang Yihui is a former National Taiwan University professor with the Graduate Institute of Building and Planning. I caught up with him at his office in Taipei for his perspective on the housing price issue. Professor Hua, thanks so much for joining us. Well, I should say I thank you for giving me the opportunity to practice my rusty English. <laughs> so to start things off, I was hoping that you could help us understand the scale of this problem. How difficult is it to buy a house for residents of Taipei? Well, let's uh, be more specific. People usually use the medium housing price to medium household income, annual income. That ratio probably can be used to compare uh, internationally across cities. And this will give you a sense of how long it would take somebody to save up in order to afford a house. Okay. In Taiwan, it's about eight. In Taipei, it's about 15. In the United States, as who? It's only 3.5. Can you believe that? In San Francisco, which is very expensive, it's about uh, 9 to 10. So then you know how expensive it's living in Taipei. Okay. And this uh, trend just gradually come up and up. Six years ago, it's about uh, 12. It's already high enough. Five years ago, it's about 12, that ratio. Now it's come to 15. So that's uh, become a crisis to many people. It's paid for young people. They could not afford it. So as you've pointed out, it was high in Taipei five years ago, the price of housing, and it's even higher now. What do you think is the root cause of this issue? Well, there are several explanations to it. From a macroeconomic point of view, you know, first, Taiwan has the highest uh, saving rate worldwide. It's about people save about 30% of their income compared to the United States, which is about uh, 12 13%. So, where the money goes, then go to the bank, the interest rate is quite low, the mortgage rate is very low. Here, you get a mortgage rate about under 2%. In the United States, about 4.5%. So there are not many. There's people try to borrow money from bank and buy the house. That's an investment rather than consumption of housing. So it's because it's much easier to finance the house, to finance the loan that you would need to make that investment, there's a lot more of this investment going on. Uh, that's one side of the story. The other side is the tax rates are very, very low, the property tax. 
in United States, I think it varies from city to city. Probably between one to three percent in real market value terms. Everybody in the United States, everybody is very sensitive to know how high is his tax rate, because that's a major part of the housing cost in in Taiwan. It's about uh, well, we have the nominal tax rate, one person, one point two percent, but the tax, the assessment of tax base is so low. So that make the real tax, property tax, put the housing and land together. According to my calculation, is about one tenth of what you have in the United States. So what you're saying is that the assessment of the housing is much lower、uh, than the actual market value of the houses. So the the tax rate also becomes lower. That's correct. So you can see that on the one hand, it's very easy to get money from the bank. On the other side. A very little cost to hold the hold the property, and then another reason is that in in Taiwan, investing in real estate is a much more popular form of investment than the stock market. Is that right? Yes, it's almost a cultural trait. <laughs> People don't believe the stock market which up and down, and believe has a, a faith in real estate, which is in the long run it will always goes up. In fact, in Taiwan, they don't have the experience. Of a bear market, okay. Even in in Japan, up to 1990, Japanese also have the so-called myth of land value. Then felt it would never come down. Then they have the collapse in 1991. But in Taiwan, we never have have that kind of experience. So people think that the what the trend will go on and on. So, do you think that it's just a very long-lasting bubble? Yes, I would say so. It's an unavoidable bubble, but、mm. people still don't、uh, don't see it yet. And then there's also kind of a cultural aspect to it. I mean, I think that、uh, most people in Taiwan really value owning your own home. Not only value your own home; if you can't afford it, your parents come to help it. So it's almost a two generations investment task. So they come together if. It's almost a practice that、uh, the parents、uh, give the daughter and the son the down payment, say twenty percent, thirty percent. Then the rest、uh, you go to borrow the money to pay the interest rate to buy a house on your own. So I would say people also almost take the housing. Well, in the states, you buy a house mainly as consumption.、Uh, it is. Price goes up as a sideline of, of investment. Here, when you buy a house, the major task so look forward for the raise the housing price. And since the cost is so low, people buy a house just like buy a piece of gold, hold away because the low cost of holding the car the house. So it's a game for everybody as long as you can. Afford to pay the the down payment,、mm. but even that when the young people now couldn't do it now. So as the real estate market heats up more and more and more, and the prices get higher and higher, what problems is this causing for residents of Taipei and、um, even more broadly Taiwanese society、uh, as a whole? First, you know the price originates the consequence is the result of the economic growth, but in Taiwan the 
housing price become a investment uh, instrument. So the rich people really take this as uh, a, a instrument for raising more money and get richer and richer. So the housing in Taiwan is uh, instrumental to the so-called skewed wealth distribution. In other words, you have the buy model, the very poor and the very rich. It's not like a normal curve of distribution. Okay, let me put it this way: it's only you have money, you can make money. Okay, the poor people just don't have that uh, little amount to invest. The rich people has more money than invest more and get more money. It can become a circular, so-called positive circulation. And so when prices are so high, it's impossible to even start an investment right. at all. You can't yeah. even get that in that first cheap house. There's nothing. There's nothing right. to start with. So the rich your poor people just left behind, and rich people get richer and richer. And the real economic implication is that the rich people then don't spend proportionally more on domestic service and goods. They have the money invested outside. Internationalness and travel around. So when the rich people get more capitals, it really slow down the economic growth because they do have less local consumption. That's one consequence. Mm-hmm. The other one is, what, as I mentioned, this society's split become a so-called housing-based inherited society. If you don't have a rich parents who has two or three houses handed down to you, you'll never have chance to buy a house. So it really hurts social mobility. Social mobility, that's right. And uh, well, I would say not only social mobility come down, but the spatial geographical mobility is hurt by the high price of housing. Think about it. If you have a uh, one house only, okay. Uh, say you bought it, say five hundred thousand dollars before. Now, if your income increase, you want to buy a house, say uh, to increase to seven hundred thousand dollars. Now the house price goes up. You have to spend uh, more, perhaps spend nine hundred thousand dollars to buy the to change it. Now you can do it. Just stay stuck in the original house. Stay put. So everybody do this one. So there's no, there's a reduced uh, spatial mobility, and from my point of view, it's uh, inefficient use of the urban space. So you're saying that uh, people won't be able to move from one area to another. They won't be able to move to a nicer house. What kind of problems would that cause? Well, you just simply to get more cost burden on, on the on change your house. So most people didn't realize that. They think, well, my house. It's great. The house value doubled. As long as you have one house, you don't move. If you don't, you don't want to improve your housing value. If you want to buy a house and another one, then you have double your cost. So you're saying that people feel like they're getting wealthier and wealthier because their house is worth more, but because you know they have to stay in this house, that's not real wealth. They're tied to that house. Right. In, in, in economics, you have the a term called uh, money illusion. Here we have the wealth illusion. You, you feel on paper you get richer, but actually you cannot realize it as long as you have to stay in a house.
what what kind of problems does it cause that people can't move to different areas within Taipei? You're, you're talking about an inefficiency of resources. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Well, suppose if you change your job, you have moved along to to another place, but now you can't do it because you might spend more on the location closer to your job. So you have to stay and travel a lot more. Also, some people want to move outside the cities. But once you move outside, you can never move back. So it's also the uh, urban, suburban poor people cannot stay in there in Taipei. They have moved from the Xinjiang, from the other side, traveled an hour or so to the city. Okay, that's the problem. So you kind of get trapped wherever you are, and even if it makes sense for you to be somewhere else, that's you don't have that option. That's, that's exactly what I mean. So as I mentioned in the introduction, last week, both the national government and uh, parts of the Taipei government discussed a, a set of policies. I'm going to run through really quick uh, some of the things that they discussed, at least the ones that were most publicly discussed. Among those, they're talking about a, a number of tax reforms. One reform would be to increase taxes for property that is owned as an investment. So that's property where the owner does not live in the house. The thought being that if you increase that tax, then those houses will be uh, less attractive as an investment. Another tax reform would be to bring up the assessment value of the houses to actual market value. So people would be paying taxes that are more in line with the market value of the housing. And that, again, would make real estate a less attractive investment. Uh, they also discussed boosting house supply by making more houses available on state-owned land and also by creating tax incentives for property owners to provide housing to low-income individuals. So it's a, it's a complicated batch of proposals that they discussed. Uh, I'm curious to hear from you. Uh, do you think that these are the kind of proposals that they should be talking about? And uh, if these proposals were actually implemented, how far would this go towards addressing the problems that we've been discussing so far. I would like to divide all those policy measures in three approaches. One is what you just said, the taxation. So the tax on the unused vacant house, the trouble is very difficult to identify. People put one or two people over there or switch on the lights. We can't record this is not used or not. The tax on vacant house was proposed 20 years ago, but did not get very far. It's very hard to implement. So what you're saying is it's really difficult for the government to tell who is really living in that house and who isn't. It's, it's easy to fool the government, basically. Right. right, that's correct. Then the second one you mentioned to, to reassess the, the tax base, which is very, very low. That would be very fundamental, effective for measures. The trouble is uh, the, you know, the property tax is uh, administered by local government. Local government does not have that kind of will. Okay. All the elected local officials and the councilmen, they have vested interest in property uh, owning. So yes. they don't want to go to go ahead to, for the reassessed tax base. Is that because they're property owners themselves? Yes. Or? That's my cynical observation, okay? Revolution comes from outside, not from yourself. So that's the second part, to reassess the tax base. Besides that one, the, the authority in Taiwan proposed another two measures last two years. 
so-called luxury taxation. Means if the house value is above certain class, and if you buy a house and resell it within one year, you have fifteen percent taxation. If you buy it and sell it within two years, you have ten percent tax extra burden. The idea being that if you're buying and reselling houses really quickly, you're probably not using it for yourself. It's、right. probably more of an investment. Yeah, this has been implemented for two years. Okay, it has some effect, but not much because people first not many houses on that notch, the high price notch, and people just think buy it and hold it, hold long enough. So it has been implemented for two years now, but I think the effect is very limited. Okay, that's the another measure which has been implemented. But、uh, people now is talking about the raise the tax rate rather than the tax base. Just last week, I think they passed it. The nominal the tax rate will increase from one point two to as high as to three point six. Okay, sounds great.、Uh, sounds、uh, substantial. But if you don't implement the Reassessment, that's three point six. Still nothing to those、uh, speculators, as I mentioned. Three point six probably the real effective tax rate will come down to probably point three. So what you're saying is, unless the the housing is assessed at the actual market value,、uh, raising a, a percentage point or two in in the tax rate isn't really going to change anything.、Right. Right, so people feel the the authority really play the game to give you a lot of、uh, promising, but really does not affect much. Okay,、mm. that's why I said they are the best interest people.、Uh, so it sounds like your main concerns aren't so much with、uh, you think that these policies are flawed. It sounds more like you just don't think that the political will is there to carry them out. That's exactly what I say. I'm saying. In general, I'm getting a, a sense of pessimism from you that these things will get passed or implemented. I'm curious: Do you have any thoughts on what it would take for this、uh, to gain some momentum?、Uh, we were talking earlier, and you mentioned maybe if this became an issue during the mayoral campaign or even later during a presidential campaign. Do you think that that would be enough to to bring some momentum to this cause? Well, in the last twenty、uh, years, after coming back to Taiwan, each time during election time. We have the, the group of young people, then come to the to the politician to ask them to endorse a check, okay, to make statement after you elect you do what what what, and then bounce the check all times, okay. So that's why I'm become pessimistic.、And、then give promise at this time anything you say, anything you want, but never implement it. A lot of people have raised the question of whether or not. A steep decline in housing prices would cause、uh, economic damage, even even a financial crisis. What are your thoughts on that? And do you think that it's possible to carry out the reforms that you're talking about without causing problems in the economy and、uh, in the financial sector? You know, the the real most effective measure should come from the central bank, which has、uh, three instrument. That could affect the housing. One is the interest rate.、Uh, second is the bank reserve. Currently, it's twenty-five percent. If it's raised to thirty percent, immediately the loan will be declined. The third one is the credit control. Okay. 
So you're talking about monetary policy monetary measures that the central right. bank could use. Yeah. But the central bank also, you can see, oh, they feel uh, the housing is bad, we should do something, but they are very careful on this one because their mission is not uh, uh, to cut down the housing, but rather to stabilize the money supply and the macroeconomics. Okay. So their measurement is effective, but they will not use it. Uh, also, then worried about what you just said. If the housing price come down too quick, as the premier, Jiang Yihua, if he says that uh, the price come down thirty percent, yeah, he was talking about it coming down thirty percent in two years. If that's true, okay, that will be become a disaster. Mm. The banking system will collapse. They know that. He knows that. Mm. But he knows it will not be really come up true. So that he said it as a political statement. But that raises the issue. We are really, we don't know at this uh, high price housing bubble. If I'm the president or the premier, I don't know what exactly should I do. Everybody says should be soft landing. What does that mean? You should come down gradually. How long? Three years, five years, ten years? Come down to how much? But you know, People has uh, the on the market is expectation, all right. If you say come down slowly, cut down twenty percent by five years, but people will immediately react, sell immediately. So, so what you're saying is, as soon as the people in Taiwan think that the government is going to take serious action and they really believe that prices are going to come down. Even if the government wants it to be gradual, it might be very sudden because everybody's going to realize, oh, prices are going right. to go down, and everybody starts selling at the right. same time. Yeah, just like it has all of a sudden come to another phase. Mm. That's the problem. So I really don't know. I don't know how to find the effective soft landing. I think all the, those politicians, even the, in China, they don't know how to soft landing. That's the very difficult part of it. Well, don't put me to into the <laughs> position of policy maker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be a g- activation to, to to criticize. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the uh, tertian. That's the privilege of the an privilege, academic. Yes, yes. yes. Professor Chang Yihua is a former National Taiwan University professor with the Graduate Institute of Building and Planning. He also works with the Institute for Physical Planning and Information in Taipei. Professor Hua, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk. As always, we'd love to hear what you thought of today's program. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page or rate and review Taiwan Talk on iTunes. This helps us bring you the kind of shows you want to hear and makes it easier for other people to discover the program. For ICRT, I'm Keith Manconi.